0: I was listening to that song this morning as I was getting things ready. Just contemplating how great God is. How merciful. How merciful God is and I don't even deserve it. None of us deserve it, but He gave it. His grace, none of us Deserve it, but he gave it. Noah didn't deserve a thing, but God spared him and his family. I'm just overwhelmed by the presence of God this morning. I'm overwhelmed by the presence of God. I'm trying to get myself together. When God's presence hits you, folks, it hits you. God calls people to Himself. His invitations are found throughout the Word of God. God's invitations are our calls of love. As we come into the first invitation in, God's, in the Word of God, the scene that we come to is the flood and it's about to begin. God instructs Noah to come thou and all thy house into the ark. That's what we're talking about this morning is come, come into the ark. And we're going to begin in Genesis chapter 7 and verses 1 through 7. And before we get into the Word of God this morning, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank You for Your presence. Thank You for Your invitation to come into the ark. Where we can find rest and peace. And feel the touch of Your love. Lord, I just pray this morning that, Lord, you open our eyes and our hearts and our ears that we may see you purely and holy. Open our minds to, the, to this message this morning. Lord, you're not willing that any man should perish but all that come into everlasting life. Lord, just continue to move in the service this morning. Move through the preaching of your word and just get me out of the way and put you in the forefront. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Starting in verse 1, and the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast, uh, and every, of every clean beast, thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female, of the fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights." and every living substance substance that i have made will i destroy from the face of the earth and noah did according to until all the lord had commanded him and noah was 600 years old when the flood waters was upon the earth and noah went in and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him and into the ark uh, into the ark because Waters of the, of the waters of the flood. We see an invitation to survive the flood, first of all. The wickedness of Noah's time we see in verse 5. Noah lived in a time where people didn't care what God said. Noah lived in a time where they were doing everything under the sun but running to God. Noah lived in a time where the world seemed to be going upside down instead of right side up. Does that remind us of any time that we're in right now? I'm reminded of the, uh, of the Word of God when it says these are the days of Noah. So true it is. Society was wicked in their thoughts. Do we see that today? Society was corrupt in their And their moral decisions. Do we see that going on? Society was violent in their dealings with one another. Oh boy, are we seeing that going on? Society in Noah's time was no different than what we are approaching and facing today. But I can honestly tell you that God still amazes me. His grace is still a mystery. Brother Jim, I don't understand the mind of God. I don't understand why he saved a wretch like me. I don't understand why he reached down from heaven and said, You're worth it all. But he did. I don't understand the wickedness of our age, but God does. And there's a solution. His name is Jesus. I don't understand what's happening over these past few months and years, but I, do, I can tell you this, that God's still on, on the throne. I don't understand why, why families are, are rapidly abandoning the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, but I can tell you one thing. He isn't abandoning them. I know there's so many people that are fighting addiction and other issues in their life. But God hasn't abandoned you. I know that every day that we, we're in school, we, we see various different things, don't we guys? We see from the poor to the rich, and in between. I remember one thing I said when we were having a conversation and I'm not going to... Uh, you know who you are when, when I say this, but I said, I have to... How do I deal with this right, right now? With one institution in, in, in particular that I'm thinking of. And remember, I said, I'm just exercising grace. That's all I can do. Because God's got to take it. You know, all these riots. I'm trying to gather myself together. But all these riots, they're nothing new to God, but they're breaking the heart of God. I don't care whether you're on one side or the other, these riots are breaking the heart of God. And because God's heart is hurting, my heart is hurting. When I see kids that are coming into the school that are so needful of so many things, and I try to meet every need that I possibly can, but I can't it's impossible for me. There's one person to meet every single need, but it's not impossible for God. But I'll tell you one thing, that need, those needs that we meet as a church, it's not us that's meeting that, it's God using us to meet that. There's kids that need encouragement and love and grace and mercy just like us adults. There's adults out there that need the same thing. Society was a mess. But here in verse seven when we came to verse seven, we see that the judgment that follows their wickedness. God's getting ready to flood them out. God's ready getting ready to cleanse cleanse all unrighteousness. And believe me, he did. It was only those, those that were on the ark and the animals that were on the ark that were spared. Guys, this kind of reminds me of when the, the time comes and the rapture happens. Either we're going to be on the ark or we're not. Simple as that. If you know Jesus is your Savior, you will be there. You'll be on that ark. You'll be raptured out of here. Praise the Lord for that, right? But if you're not, you're gonna be caught in the flood waters. It's not gonna be fun. It's not gonna be easy in the Great Tribulation. I'll tell you that. We're studying the book of Revelation on Wednesday night. We're learning it's not gonna be easy for them. But for us as God's people, we're gonna be caught up. We're gonna be with Jesus. And we're going to sing his praises for eternity. I think one thing that I've said before, I'd rather have Jesus than anything. You know, this this old, than this old world can afford. You know, the answer is not found in a beer bottle. What, Pastor? What are you I'm telling you. If you listen. The answer is not found in a beer bottle. I'm not condemning drinkers. I'm just saying it's not. It's not found there. Peace will not find. You will not find peace in a beer bottle. You'll not find peace in some some pornographic magazine. You will not find peace in your hobbies. The only peace that you're gonna find is when you bow to the knee bow to the feet of Jesus. That's the only peace that you'll find. People say, well, you're narrow-minded. I think I said one day in a conversation recently, I rather live life to the fullest without a bottle a beer bottle in my hand, right? And live life to the fullest, knowing that I've honored my Lord every step that I take. But I also remember a conversation I had with somebody recently, one of my pastor friends, saying, you know what? I'm thankful that I'm secure in Christ. That there's absolutely nothing that can pluck me out of His hand. You see, when I stepped into that art. One day that door's gonna seal, and I'm glad I'm part of on that old gospel ship. The grace that Noah found in the eyes of the Lord, and we've seen in verse eight. Grace was offered to a man facing judgment. Noah was facing that same judgment. Wasn't he? Noah was facing that same judgment as everybody else. But because of the way he lived and the way he walked, he found grace in God's sight. Grace is still offered to sinful people. That's truth. There's not a thing that you can do that, that, that God won't still love you anyways. the only thing I can tell you is this, is if you're blasting the Holy Spirit of God, it is all over with. That's what the Scriptures teach and that's what the Scriptures say. But aside from that, there's not a thing that you can do to be plucked out of God's hand. Grace is still offered to a sinful people. Grace is undeserved favor from God. His grace still amazes me. The second thing is an invitation to take a step of faith. Noah is invited to come into the ark as we see in chapter 7 and verse 1. This demanded a step of faith. Noah had to have faith in God that he was, that, that as the floodwaters came in, that ark was going to rise. All the world was looking at it and saying, that thing is so big and so heavy, it will sink to the bottom of the floodwaters. Think about that. All the animals, aside from the wood itself. Think about that. All the animals and all the people and all the stuff that they had to, to take in in order to be, have survive, uh, survive 40 days and 40 nights, Right? Think about that. That thing was loaded down, guys. But by God's hand, that, that big old boat, that big old ark, lifted out of the out of off of that dry ground, and floated above the flood waters. Noah built that ark by faith. Can you imagine Noah for a minute? Now imagine Noah for a minute. He's building this big old ship in the middle of the desert. And people walking by being, Oh, what are you doing? There's no rain. There's not even a drop of rain. No rain in the forecast, right? And all of a sudden, they're starting to mock him. Days are going by. And they're mocking him, saying, ha ha ha, this guy's an idiot. Ha, ha, ha! You know, there's nothing going to happen. Does that remind us of what the world does to us Christians? Ha, ha, you're an idiot because you believe in Jesus Christ? And you believe He's coming back again? Ha, 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 you're an idiot. That's not going to happen. Ha, 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 you're dumb for standing up for something that you haven't even seen. But I want to say one thing. That one day they're gonna laugh no more. They're gonna be at the feet of Jesus. And their knees gonna bow and their tongue is gonna to confess that Jesus is Lord. It's not gonna be it's gonna be from the politician all the way down to the, the very skinny man. they're not gonna the Lord's not gonna care whether what position you hold in government. The Lord's not going to care what position you hold in the the local church. The Lord's not going to care what denomination you are. Let's be real with that for a second, folks. The Lord's not going to care about that. What He's going to say is, do you know Me or do you not? Because here's the thing. What did you do with Me when someone came to you and shared me with you. And what's going to happen? They're going to make all these excuses in the world. We know this in Scripture, right? Oh, I prophesied in your name. I did this in your name. And I did that in your name. Or, Lord, you know, I worked with just Johnny and Johnny didn't say a word. Well, Johnny did say a word. You just didn't hear him because of your mockery. Depart from me, you per, uh, your worker of iniquity. I know you're not. But if you know Christ, he's going to say, enter in, my good and faithful servant. Now we, he must enter the ark to be saved from the flood. That is a requirement. He can't stay on the outside of the ark and expect to survive. Because He won't. Just like people today, they can't stand on the outside of the ark and survive. God is calling you to come into His presence. From the worship songs that we were saying this morning from the hymns, to the very specials that we sang this morning, God is calling us into His presence. And it's up to us whether we're going to step into His presence or we're not. It's up to us whether we're going to step into the water and wade out a little bit deeper or not. I mean, I'm not saying that you're not saved this morning. I'm not saying that at all. It has nothing to do with your salvation. But if you want a deeper walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, you have to step into the water and wade a little bit deeper. You have to step into that ark by faith. That God's going to lift you up. Noah's salvation is by grace through faith. That hasn't changed through the ages. I can put my name. Ian's salvation is by Ian's salvation is by grace through faith. Lord, of salvation is by grace through faith. Put your name there. Because that's truth. Hmm. You see, Noah was saved from the wrath of God in the flood. When you accept Christ as your Savior and Lord, you're saved from the wrath of God before it's eternally too late. When you come into that personal relationship with Jesus, you are saved from that wrath. That's important, isn't it? Because believe me, the world may seem to be winning right now, the devil may be seeming to win right now, but he hasn't. The cross put him as the biggest loser in the whole world. Jesus holds the keys. The devil doesn't. Jesus holds the keys to your life. The devil doesn't. Jesus holds the key to the door of the ark. The devil doesn't. We are saved from the wrath of God by faith in Jesus Christ but here we come into an invitation to Noah's whole whole family, not just Noah himself. God said, and thy house. Because Noah believed in the power of God unto salvation, he extended that to his family. And it was up to them whether they entered into that ark or not, right? I can share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with people every single day of my life 365 days a year. But it's up to them whether they walk into that ark or not. Because here's the thing. God has ordained their steps. It's up to them whether they hear that still small voice saying, hey, I made this plan for you. And if they shut their ears off, then here's the thing. Because they're not following the steps of God, they're going to be out of step with God. It's true. But here's the thing about it all: that God still provided that plan, He still knew the plan. He still knew that He was going to be coming and knocking, someone was going to come and knock on your door. We don't know when we go out soul winning who's ready to be receiving it or not. We don't. I think, Brother Jim, you and I have had that conversation before, right? We don't know when we go knocking on that door whether there's a person there ready to receive it or not. We have to be faithful in soul winning, don't we? God wants entire families to be saved not just a portion, the entire family. He wants the circle to be unbroken. He wants faithfulness and not just mediocrity. His faithfulness is to all generations. If God is faithful and true, which He is, then I owe Him everything that I can give. Will I ever be able to repay it? No. Not a chance. Not a chance. But I can serve my Lord until my dying day. And hey, if I'm wrong, I have lost nothing. But if I'm right, I have gained everything. Right. Our most important task is to lead our families to Christ. Our most important task is to lead our families to Christ. This can be a difficult task because I know some of you have unsaved loved ones, right? In here, right? That they mock you for your faith. But here's the thing. They're not mocking you. They're mocking the Savior that resides in you. There's some they like to say, ah, you know what? You can keep that religious stuff. All I can say is I said this to one of my uncles years ago. He says you can keep this, that religious stuff. I'm like, let me let me explain something to you. I am not religious. I think I think religion, world religion, is dumb. He stood back and he was like, what? I think world religion is dumb. Because it's exactly that. World religion, right? I believe in a Savior that died on the cross for my sin. I believe in a Christ who died, Not only did He die on the cross for my sin, He died for the cross not only in my sin, the whole world. I believe in the perfect Son of God. I believe that He is coming back again. I believe not in religion but reality because here's the thing about religion. Buddha's still in his grave. Confucius is still in his grave. The Dalai Lama is still in his grave. True. All these world religious leaders are still in their graves. All these great men, these great prophets, they say. They're still in their graves, but my Savior lives. He is not in his grave. He's at the right hand of the Father. And that's where Christianity ceased to be a religion at the the grave of Jesus. And when that stone was rolled away, and when he rose again on the third day, it ceased to be a religion and it came reality. Truth, right? It broke all religious circles. His grave is empty. Jesus is alive, folks. And He will continually be alive because He's at the right hand of the Father and one day He's going to come back. Are you in God's ark? Mm. God will give us wisdom and power to be a witness to Christ, to our family and those around us. There's some personal questions, very personal questions that are coming at the end of this message. And just I want you to hear, this is not... Pastors like baiting and switching and all this stuff. I want you seriously to listen to these questions because here is the thing: these are important questions. How will you respond to God's invitation to come into the ark? Will you accept God's invitation to come to Him in faith? Now, I am sure I am talking to a lot of born again Christian people, but I have to. I can't take any chances. I have to be faithful to God and ask these questions. What are you doing to ensure our fam- ensure, what are we doing to ensure our families are, are saved? Guys, we need to be continually witnessing. That's the point of of those of us of us who are in here. We have to continue to be witnessing the grace, mercy, and love of God. Because you know what? The storm is coming. The storm is coming. I want every single loved one of mine to be on the ark. And you know what? Those of you who are in here this morning, believe it or not, you are my loved ones. And I'm looking forward to the day that we're in in that ark together and that last trumpet sounds and we're together in glory sing singing praises to God. Because you know what? Jesus loves you so much that He gave it all for you and for me. And I'm so thankful for that. You know why I teared up on that song as I was singing it? And boy, I had a hard time getting through some of those verses. Sandra. I really did because you know what? His love so amazes me. His, his grace is still a mystery. But He's an amazing, amazing Savior and God. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I, I thank You for this morning. I praise You for this morning. I pray that, Lord, anybody that's listening this morning, that, Lord, if they don't know You, and, Lord, I don't know those who are on Facebook this morning that are listening, I don't know their heart's condition. Only You do, Lord. I'm not the judge of that. You are. Lord, I just pray that, Lord, you'll just just touch their hearts this morning. I pray for our family members. Each one of us in here have family members that don't know you. I pray that, Lord, that they'll come to know you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.